Hey guys, welcome to Better Late Than Never. You're here with Cassie, Alice, and Tanya for our weekly night chats. So sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy. Hey guys, it's Alice here. So I have a confession to make. I think my room needs some air freshening because it smells a little bit weird. I don't have any plants, nor do I have any air fresheners. But I seem to have found the perfect place for it. Our fellow creative Fabstract UK makes original, hand-painted plant air fresheners that not only brightens up the smell of your room, but also brightens up your mood with their lovely designs. Not only that, they also make cute keyrings and bookmarks. I can't think of anything better than this. So go check them out at Fabstract UK on Instagram. That is at F A B S T R A C K U K. Let's get to the episode. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> How are you guys? What have you guys been up to this week? To be honest, I don't really remember what I did, but I do remember on the weekend it was raining, and then mm-hmm. I just didn't want to go anywhere. I felt so sluggish and just tired. And oh my god, wait! On the weekend, I had the worst period cramp ever. It was not oh, fun. No. Yeah, like I woke up in the middle of the night, or not the middle of the night, but like at seven a.m. I woke up because I was dreaming I was giving birth. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, that was such a bad dream. And then my stomach was still hurting. And then like I realized like, I was on my period. So I just sprang out of my bed and went to the bathroom because I didn't want to like leak on the bed sheets uh-huh. or anything. But it woke me up like several times because it was like, I don't know how contraction feels, but it felt like I was having <laughs> contractions. So I like woke up several times like, oh, this hurts, this hurts so much. And I was still in my dream. And then I went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like recently, I've been dreaming a lot about giving birth. <laughs> oh my god! Do you want a child? <laughs> no, I think it's because like all the influencers I follow are having babies, oh and my then god. I watched a movie called Knocked Up, and it was the scariest movie to watch. Oh, what about my weekend? Let me think. Oh, I was in London this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you. Oh were. my. Oh, it was fun. I had a little bit too much to drink on Friday. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was wine. I blame wine. Oh, not a good one, is it? Oh, I puked and <gasps> you puked. It was not puked. Fun. I did. Nasty. At first, it didn't hit me. Like at first, it didn't feel much. And I think I must have not had f- that much food. And then I drank too fast and a little too much. And I was happy because we we're just catching up. And then suddenly. Everything hit me at once. Oh God! You haven't puked yet in the UK. Is this your first time? This is my first puke. Yeah, yeah. First British puke. Your <laughs> <laughs> first chunder. Yeah. What about you, Tanya? I went to Nottingham on the weekend to visit my sister and some of my friends from home. We went to a cafe. Did some crazy golf, went to an arcade, fun stuff, I guess. <laughs> that sounds fun. fun. Yeah, so after updating about our weekends, shall we move on to what we're talking about today? It's kind of related to Cassie's dream about childbirth, children. That's segued. Yeah, it's about children. It's about children. <laughs> it's about how childhood affected us, affected the way we are today. Whoa, that's a big topic. 
Very fun. So, um, should we just get started then? Yeah. I thought it would be a good idea if we could just first try to think of what our traits are,、mm-hmm. and then the other two people could help and like. Would it be better for you guys to tell me about、mm. my traits, and then I add on to it? Yes. So you are an ambivert. I know that,、mm-hmm. and you're quite anxious. <laughs> I would say, like you get、mm-hmm. anxious easily. Your More of an emotional person, <laughs> and logical. <laughs> yeah, not in a bad way. You get along with people really easily. I would say.、Oh, I get along with you guys. Yeah, you're like approachable, <laughs> friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the word? I don't want to say quirky because that's bad connotations. But <laughs> like you like、quirky. being different, you know. Oh yeah, I feel like you don't really care about. Yeah, like of course I know you do care about yeah, you how other you. people think about、mm. you, but you don't really care as much as we do,、mm. especially on social media. Like for example, for me, I'm like, oh my god, like this angle is so ugly. My double chin is showing, <laughs> but then you're like, oh whatever, like who cares? I <laughs> just post my double chin. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing. You are caring. You have massive sympathy. Oh, em- oh yes, massive empathy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you get excited really easily. <laughs> very puppy-like. I guess like your emotions, like you show your emotions a lot.、Mm. Damn, you guys are quite spot on. To be fair, let me think. So I'm definitely emotional.、Um, I would say I'm quite logical too, but of course, emotions overrule my logic a little bit more at times. <laughs> I can get affected by other people's emotions really easily, so I, I mean, I try to not let myself do that. But then sometimes when someone close to me is sad, then I feel very, very sad, even more sad than them. Sometimes I guess that's overdoing it on the empathy part, <laughs> just a tiny bit.、Uh, what else? Yeah, I'm passionate. I get excited over things really easily, and also with the things I like to do. For example, in first year, I got into Muay Thai, and I got really passionate about it. And I just kept talking about it over and over again. I bet you guys were really, really fucking annoyed with me. <laughs> You're like Muay Thai, Muay Thai. Yeah, like I get really obsessive over these things and get really excited. And what else? Oh, as you said, quirky. I don't know if quirky <laughs> is the right word, but I wrote down I hate conformity. I hate following trends and doing what people do. Those social media trends, TikTok, and all that stuff—I really hate it. I mean, it's not like I don't see the value in them. It's just that I'm not really interested in them. What else? What else did I write? Oh, I said planned spontaneity. So the reason why I said planned is because I'm really careful person, <laughs> but then I like to、oh, be yeah, spontaneous at the yeah, same yeah, yeah. time. I like to try new things and experiment with things, but then I can contradict myself constantly with my careful nature. For example, COVID.、Mm-hmm. Like I just constantly, constantly sanitize, almost、yeah. to the point of paranoia, which is not good. But I want to do a lot of things, but then my careful side of myself stop myself from、mm-hmm. doing them a lot.、Mm-hmm. It's like clashing. With- yeah, it just clashes so much. I cl- I contradict myself a lot.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote down some not so good ones in my opinion, at least. So like, I overthink a lot. I'm also really not a confrontational person. I can't express、mm. my 
anger or annoyance that much. I mean, I don't really see them as much of a problem. But then if it bothers me and I feel like I need to confront that person, it'll stress me out so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm a massive apologizer. I just say mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, sorry all the time. And then I like to make sure that what we do is okay with everyone. I used to be a bit of a people mm-hmm. pleaser. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe I still am, which is really annoying. I hate it, especially with my parents, actually, with my family. Yeah, we'll get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) And then last point. So even though a lot of times I'm like, oh, we need constructive criticisms. But then (laughs) I actually hate myself for not being able to take criticisms more with ease. Like I get affected by it internally. How do you feel that? Yeah. You take it a bit too personally. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to. (laughs) It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's me, I think. (laughs) Cool. Whose turn is Thumbs it? up. Tanya. Okay. Tanya is an introvert, as we all know. Yeah. Very private person. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's nothing else to say because I'm that private of a person. <laughs> you have social anxiety. Mm. Yeah. You prefer to keep quiet. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of things that you want to show but don't know how i think it's my opinion like maybe like emotions or thoughts or opinions you don't know whether it's appropriate to express it to other people so you just kind of keep it to yourself i, I don't know i'm just guessing right now that's so true that was like mega level empathy how do you read oh my, my god like that? <laughs> <laughs> let me think let me think I feel like you're a mysterious person. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you you could you you're like a little bit hard to get close to in the beginning, but then once you get close, you open up more. Mm. Yeah. I think kind of related to what I said. I feel like because you have so many things that you don't know how to express, even though on the surface you're a really private person, but I think internally you wish that someone or close friends or something can know you a bit more or something. I don't know. My interpretation. Decent. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I think as much as an introvert you are, I feel like you're still good at socializing if you try. Like I've seen it and you sometimes are better than me. You like say things that are funny and then people are like, oh, like. Yeah, you're a funny person. Highly rated. That's nice. You're really good at art. You're very talented, even though you don't give yourself enough credit. I'm mediocre. Oh, yeah, you're not very, like, you should be more confident in your work. No, I refuse. Uh, You need your personal space. Most definitely. Oh, wait, I kind of wrote that in mine, too. Hold on. Yeah, I kind of missed a point from mine. I I said I need personal space, which, Mm -hmm. and like, aware of personal boundaries. Yeah, but that is you, too, on a mega level. Yeah, yeah. What do you say, Tanya? Are we spot on? I mean, yeah, obviously. I said yes this whole time. So, I mean, I do not know how to use words. (laughs) So, obviously, what Alice said is right. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) No, I mean, like, the thing, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think I do a lot of, I don't know how to put it. It's like not being fake, but, like... I'm not me most of the time. So I'm not mm. really sure what I'm like, really. Oh, interesting. 
like when I approach, like you say, I'm, I said like seven times then, uh, when I approach <laughs> social situations, I would do a lot of scripting or like rehearsing, or I've mentioned before that like how I observe people <laughs> to yeah. work out how to approach situations. So a lot of it's not just me naturally. Mm. Like a lot of the time, I just choose to say nothing. God, I feel oh that God. so much. Um, but yeah, apart from that, yes, I'm very emotionally repressed. Not because I don't want to show it, but I just literally don't know how. Um, I think I only wrote bad things. But <laughs> you have good things, okay? Um, in terms of good things, I put narcissistic tendencies. Not that that's a good thing, but I think I'm the funniest person to myself. <laughs> I think you're funny. No one's sense of humor is superior to mine, to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a really funny person. Thank you. That will boost my ego for a bit. <laughs> yeah, um, closed off, which you said. I get very embarrassed of my own interests. That's probably a childhood mm. thing, which I will talk about later. But also, oh God, I wrote so many things. I get stressed easily, I worry about everything. Mm. Um, it just sounds like me. <laughs> Why are you describing me right now? Are you copying? I um, I just copy and pasted your section. Oops. Um, obsessive behavior, also similarly, Alice. If I get in something, it's a deep dive straight into everything about it. But I don't tend to share it. I'll keep that to myself because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm you I never share a bit embarrassed. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit of a show off. Really? Mm, subtly, subtly. Hmm. Really? <laughs> in most things I do, I will want validation or like reward for mm. things I do. That's why I play a lot of video games for validation and reward because I don't get that in real life. <laughs> but you're um, really good at them, so. Thank you, I, I validation. Give you, <laughs> <laughs> I give you my validation. Like, you know how like I, I'll draw in public and stuff? I'm that annoying person that's like, Hey, look, <laughs> look what I did. You never do that to us. No, I don't ask for it. Oh, I just okay. subtly oh, okay, okay. put myself in places to get validation. Yeah, I remember you were in the living room a lot or like the kitchen drawing. But I will mm. always give you my validation because they're good. Thank you. It will help my reward systems in my brain. <laughs> um, I put anger management issues. This also is hid. Nobody sees this, but I get very angry very easily. Yeah, you mentioned that before. You break pants. Everything is low-key. I do. I pushed my radiator the other day. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, what happened? It makes this noise. It gets on my nerves, and noises really set me off. I don't... Oh, my God, I wish I was there. <laughs> I really want to see it. I really want to like see it. 1am. I really wanted to sleep, but it was just... It was grinding my gears. So I slapped my radiator. Didn't Damn. work. It, it was quiet for a little bit, <gasps> but then I couldn't get to sleep in time by the time mm. it started again. No! So I just got angry and had like a childish tantrum in bed, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, I'm just a bit of a disaster in terms of emotions, aren't I? You're not disastrous. Um, did I say lack of empathy or not? I don't remember. I don't think you, you said have. emotionally repressed. Yeah, that's what most of, my, most of my bullet points cover that. I guess, in terms of bottling, I bottle all my emotions, mm. which is probably what leads me to punch radiators. Um, Damn. I can't read people. I have no idea what's going on most of the time. 
and I take the jokes too seriously sometimes because of that. Huh. Especially if there's like a an in between friendship where you like you don't know how close you are and they yeah. make like a slightly bullying joke that is just a bit of banter. Mm. I will take that seriously and I'll be like, Oh no, they hate me. Mm. So though I sound a bit sensitive, which I wouldn't take myself off, but yeah, that's all they have for now. Nice. I talk very robotically. Don't know why I do that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cassie. Do you want to start first, Tanya? What are your thoughts? Cassie is very straightforward. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Not too much, though. <laughs> when she needs to be. Yeah. No, sometimes when she doesn't need to be, too. Sometimes. <sighs> sometimes uncalled for. Your I think it depends Cassie. on the people. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's good. Like, you can confront people. That's cool. Yeah. Have I ever been straightforward to you guys? All like, the time. Like, always. <laughs> Oh, what do you mean? Wait, I don't get it. You say what you mean to say. But you guys mm-hmm. do that too. No, I never do. I mean, I thought you guys always say what you want to say. Or do you like hide it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like say it in an indirect way. Oh. Yeah. I'm quite an indirect person. Mm. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Cassie? Cassie is also introverted. Yeah. Likes her alone time. Um, she is, I say stressy, but not stressy. Oh, I am stressy. <laughs> you get stressed quite easily. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think relates to being anxious and worrying. Yeah. And also you're like a really organized, you're like a, a planning type of person. Yeah. Very <clears throat> structured. You need structure yeah. for sure. Mm has high standards for both herself and <laughs> others, in my opinion. Ah, which is a bad thing. Wait, elaborate on others? I guess just, like, you know the kind of people that you want to hang out with and ah, okay. hang out with. You know the set of standards that you want your friendship to be or your relationship. She knows what she wants. Yeah, yeah very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Overthinker, that came out really British. <laughs> Overthinker, yeah. As a... As we all are, that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Overthinker. To be honest, we have a lot of overlapping traits, I just realized. Yeah. Like overthinking, introverted. Yeah. Uh, but somehow we're still very different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cassie. Okay. I think you're indecisive, but then I think you, internally you do know what you want and you just don't know how to express it or execute it, you know? Yeah, I think you got Psychic. It. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I have a like a decision in my mind, but then other things make me doubt myself. Yeah, because you're a really overthinker and you're really anxious. And uh, even yeah. though you have a decision in mind, those things kind of impede your decision making. So I think if you let that go a bit more, you can be more decisive. This is a therapy session. <laughs> I was going to say, we should just get Alice to psych us because she knows what she's saying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. You seem to. (laughs) Just my observation. You're definitely good at reading people, though. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it, right? I think. That's all I can think of right now. You've already mentioned a lot already. So I'm an introvert. I'm super shy. But I realized recently that this only applies to group settings mm. um i'm not that shy when i talk to someone individually huh that's really surprising actually really because no not that surprising it's just 
I, I find it harder one to interact ones are harder. with one single person. Yes. Really? I agree. It's just you two. It's hard. I think yeah. other people to lead conversations around you. It's much mm-hmm. easier. No, like group settings makes me so anxious because I care so much about what I say. And I feel like all eyes are on me and I get like I stammer so much and I sh- literally shit. Oh, yeah. That is also terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I think they're both awful. <laughs> but then I, I'm just more awkward in individual situation. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's I just realized that recently. <clears throat> I prefer to listen over speaking. I am very awkward. I, I think I have like really weird and big hand gestures when I'm nervous. Um, I'm very frugal and stingy too. Mm. Uh-huh, same. Yeah, I'm like, pay me my money back. <laughs> uh, I don't like standing out um, and that's because I'm shy. Mm. Um, but yeah, so... I don't like standing out, but like if there's something bugging me, as you guys said, my social anxiety just goes out of the window for a second. I would get out of my way to get it fixed. That's good. I do shake, though. I do shake a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so nervous. But you get through it. Yeah. I'm hypersensitive. I'm emotional. Like, I cry in sad movies. I get stressed easily. Like, I have this tendency to get really depressed for a period of time, mm-hmm. but then it comes and goes. I am anxious all the time. I like deep talks. So I like talking about emotions and connecting mm-hmm. with people that way. I am pessimistic. These are all so, so depressing. Um, I'm very insecure. Wait, I said that already. I'm scared of being left out. I am a planner. I dislike spontaneity it really annoys me when my schedule is ruined i'm like oh i get too stressed (laughs) i think it comes from being anxious so if i didn't plan this thing then i wouldn't know how it would go and it just like gets to my nerves sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm super indecisive super super indecisive and this runs in my family i'll talk about it later i am slow at processing info and have concentration issues yeah i think that's it wait mm-hmm, i think i missed something mm-hmm. i'm very petty <laughs> she's petty like what tanya said like sh- you get annoyed easily right and i get annoyed uh-huh. really easily too and then it just stays with me all the time like oh, this uh, thing is so annoying i think that's an overarching trait that we all have to i get really annoyed really easily as well but then i tend to forget about it yeah i forget quickly. really easily oh that's so good like i'll get yeah. mad at something and i want to be mad the next morning i get up it's completely gone i'm like oh okay <laughs> Hi, bestie. <laughs> oh, I envy that. Because for me, I'm a Scorpio. So it just stays forever. <laughs> That's why I hold Scorpio. grudges. <laughs> I hold grudges. Oh. <laughs> I like to try to let it go, but it just wouldn't go. Okay, I try my best. Mm. Um, Scorpio. <laughs> Should have pulled out Zodiac traits. Yeah. Is that all? Yes. Cool. Hmm. How do we go about this? Because I think we did quite a bit of research, but of course, like we don't have to say all of them. But there's one thing that I'm interested in mentioning a little bit. And what is that? Go ahead. So childhood and development. Yes, yes. It's just very interesting to see childhood development and how everything affects the brain. So Mm -hmm. a lot of psychologists have theories dedicated to how children develop and, and different stages of development. And my favorite theory 
is by someone called Eric Erickson. He puts our whole life into eight stages. Of course, there's criticisms, but it's really cool. So each stage embodies a kind of conflict that we'll have within an age range. It's like a level in the game. If you can <laughs> successfully complete this level, then you can move on to the next level successfully, or else like there will be traits that accompany you. So the first one is trust and mistrust. So if your mom or your dad neglect you, and uh, then you will most likely be suspicious, anxious, and not trusting that much. Quite interesting. And then the second stage is autonomy and shame. So if a child is given, wait, what does autonomy mean? Autonomy is like being able to do things on your own. Oh, okay. If your parents are very critical of you, you will feel like, oh my god, I can't express myself. I will feel shameful. So that's failure of completion of this level. I'll, I think I'll just say the、uh, first five stages. It's interesting ones to me. But like these happen as young as one. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. As、It、you're、is. talking, I'm just trying to recall if my parents were like. It's kind of hard because we I mean, don't have conscious like one year old. No, but... same. <laughs> I don't remember anything from like before being five. That's true, but I'm just remembering、yeah. because I know them, so I'm just like、mm-hmm. guessing how they would. Yeah, and then third one is initiative and guilt. So if your parents encourage you a lot to play with other kids or play around with toys or draw and not control you on whatever you want to do, then you feel like. You're given the opportunity to play, and you have a sense of purpose in yourself, and you feel confident and secure in leading others or making decisions. But then, if at this stage your parents criticize you a lot, or for example, you draw on the walls, and they're like, "Alice, stop! You can't do that!" and then you just feel discouraged, and you might hold back on a lot of things, might be indecisive, and you don't want to interact that much, or you're timid. That's Third stage, you'll feel guilty for doing those things, and then、oh、I'm talking way too much. Sorry, it's just really interesting. No, no, I want to know.、And、the fourth stage is called industry and inferiority, and it's at age five to twelve. So industry means feeling confident, competent in your own ability to achieve some things. Inferiority is feeling not confident, basically the opposite. So, to give an example, at school, if you raise your hands and you got an answer wrong, the teacher could either have two responses. The first one is, "Oh, it's okay, you got a mistake. You can try again," and you'll feel reinforced. You'll feel encouraged that you can continue to raise your hands again. But then, if the teacher is like, "Huh, you made a mistake. That, no, that's not right. That's not right." And they kind of punish you for it just a little bit. Then you'll feel discouraged, right? And you'll stop raising your hands, and you will not have initiative to answer questions. And then the last thing that I'm gonna mention is getting way too long. It's called identity and role confusion. You know how we always say, "Oh my God, I'm having an identity crisis." Or existential crisis. Yeah, we. It's normal for us, at least when we were eighteen, <laughs> to go through identity crises because we want to search for a sense of self and like our place in the world. And if we feel like we can, and we will be able to commit ourselves to others or relationships and accept differences between people, but then. If you feel like you don't, you can't find yourself in the society, then you're just like, oh my god, you're very unsure of yourself, very confused, and you might experiment with 
a lot of lifestyle changes or different lifestyles. I think this usually happens when big events happen. Maybe some people break up and this guy's like, oh my God, what am I? Who am I? <laughs> Why am I not loved? And they'll start going around sleeping with people. That's kind of like a lifestyle change, right? Oh, so okay. it's just kind of experimenting with different things. Yeah, this is just five stages, but I just found not- it quite interesting. We could use that as a reference when we talk about our childhood. Mm-hmm. That was a good education moment. I didn't get time to read it, so it was yeah. nice to know. So yeah, how, how should we start? Do we want to really, really briefly talk about like family dynamics and oh, yeah. childhood to give the oh, listeners yeah. a bit of a preface? Yeah, for sure. I, I'm not starting. I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think generally on the overall outlook, I had a good childhood. Nothing bad happened. It was all good. I've got quite a nuclear style family, I guess. Both parents, an older sister and me. I'm the family son. (laughs) I'm the younger brother. My parents are old people. I wrote my parents are Tories. I think that says enough. (laughs) Um, I think that defines them for what they're like. Conservatives. Yeah, they're a bit emotionally unavailable and not very affectionate in general but like i realized when i wrote this like i guess i'm a similar type of way like showing affection materialistically like with gift giving and such mm-hmm. yeah my parents were like that they like spoiled us with gifts and stuff we eat dinner together when we can so it's a community vibe but there's a lot of time where my parents were working so it was just me and my sister home alone um and lastly I am the family baby, so I've been babied for most of my life. And no one thinks I can do anything, which is always fun. Oh, so they still think that you're the baby. Yes. Bad thing. (laughs) I am 20 years old. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, like, my parents for the longest time, they still kind of think I can't cook at all. So, I don't know, I feel like they don't think I'm capable of anything. Like, yeah. Oh, and we're a bit poor. (laughs) Well, not anymore, but we used to be when I was younger. Mm-hmm. very working class vibes obviously that's why my dad struggled to get jobs and stuff he worked nights and that's why we were home alone a lot uh we had a lot of debt a lot of my dad loves pyramid schemes i feel like i've mentioned that before mm-hmm. but it's a lot of our problems come from that but yeah we're good off now we've had been for a while but obviously the stinginess stays with you mm. okay so my family is also a nuclear family um i have a younger sister and um live with my mom and dad and my dad works and my mom is a homemaker, so we all depend on him. But since my mom is always at home, we are always taken care of. There's always food on the table because she always cooks for us, but it's really nice. And she was like a tutor when I was a kid, so I didn't go to like tutorings or anything. Oh, my dad, he's a professor. That means he has summer holiday, like all the holidays. So he has a lot of time to spend with us. And we go on a lot of trips together on the weekends or during holidays. And, oh, my mom and dad both, like, they quite like to express their love through touch and words, actually. Oh, But I'm the opposite. Hmm. I don't know why. I think because, like, I went through, like, the teenage, rebellious. Phase, yeah, rebellious phase. I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, But, like, <laughs> it just, it couldn't stop. Like it didn't stop and it was just hard to change and awkward to change too. So mm. I just stayed very distant. 
my dad would always be like, Cassie, remember the time you used to hug me every day before school and everyone would be so jealous of me? Why don't you do that anymore? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then my mom always says, I love you, Cassie. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, but I was like, I can't say it back. Uh, they're never like physical with us. So the way they mm-hmm. educate us, it's always with words. So mm-hmm. they're always like yelling and my mom's always nagging me until I get mm-hmm. so annoyed that, yeah, I just like lock myself in my room. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that as well. My mom's yeah. a nagger. <laughs> my mom is a nagger too. It's so scary, like the the amount of <laughs> nagging. And then she does the silent treatment too. So oh, she just doesn't talk to you too. for like days. And the crying treatment. Yes, my mom does that too. <laughs> the guilt tripping treatment. Oh, oh my god, me too. <laughs> and then my mom just like goes out, pretends that she's like leaving the house. My mom, my mom just stays in her room, and then we, ha- my brother and I, we have to go into her room and check, like because sometimes we will be eating dinner and we piss her off with our attitude, maybe, and she will go back to her room and then not come out for a really long time, <laughs> and we will always have to go in and then check in on her, and she wouldn't say a word. My brother and I, we always have to say sorry. And even saying sorry, she won't talk to us. And then we'll just see her cry. And we're just like, I don't know. We're, we didn't even know oh what to God. do. We already said sorry. <laughs> did she not tell you why she's mad or something? I mean, because of our attitude. I oh, guess yeah. like we rose our voices sometimes. But mm. it's just a little bit. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, my mom's like that too. Damn. So my mom is very emotional and I got definitely got that from her and she oh yeah because she basically raised me I was closer to her than I was with my dad and I think I got so many of the traits that my mom has and in contrast my dad is very logical very decisive my mom's super super indecisive oh my god um even more than you yeah it runs in the family like her her parents are so indecisive as well so if my grandparents say we're going to disneyland this saturday never believe that it will happen never keep keep your hopes up because they will always change last minute that's what my dad always tells us (laughs) my dad gets annoyed by that too because he's very decisive yeah, I think that's it. I'll elaborate more after after Alex. Mm-hmm. So, me. What is my family like? Well, to start off, I would say that I feel very privileged to be in the middle class family, I think. They tried their best to provide us what they had provided us with. But, I mean, we were always money conscious. But when we were kids, they tried not to burden us with, like, monetary problems or financial things. Until we were older, they'll be, they would be completely realistic about it and tell us straight up like for example if hypothetically our family goes bankrupt what we do like they literally throw questions like that for you my family is a very realistic family they like to make us think a lot in terms of analyzing things from many many different angles and perspectives so they like to give us possible but very very scary sounding scenarios like bankruptcy for us to think mm-hmm. about different ways that we can deal with it. Um, my family's very encouraging when I was young. And now we could really just do whatever we want. Less so in terms of behavior, like, but more so in terms of interests and what we want to learn. So, for example, when I was young, 
my brother and I, we would always draw on our white walls in our living room. Every single space was filled with markers, filled with drawings. I remember very clearly because I love drawing. I would draw on pieces of paper with marker and then I would give it to my grandma and she'll be like, oh, you're going to be a big artist one day. You're a little tiny artist now. You'll be a big artist one day. And she'll put my art on the wall. And then I'll just like scribble on the wall. <laughs> they eventually had to repaint them over again. But I would say by them not stopping me, relating to the psychological theory, like <laughs> it gave me initiative and encouraged me to keep doing it more and more. And it made me feel like it's okay to experiment and it's okay to try things and follow what my heart what my <laughs> heart says I should do, whatever. And I think that affected me a lot because if, if they had stopped me from drawing on the walls or drawing, I probably wouldn't be study, studying art now, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. That, that's quite insane to think about. It is. I feel like the way your parents educated you it's like kind of like in german education because when i was in yeah when i was in german kindergarten we were like four or five but we had nails and hammers and we were like mm. hammering stuff together <laughs> it was like my mom was like what the hell that's so dangerous but they just mm. do whatever we want to do like they just trust us and then if we hurt ourselves we just cry yeah exactly like you i think it's good <laughs> to encourage children to learn through mistakes mm -hmm. um for me, I spent most of my childhood with my grandma and my aunt because my dad was in China and came back like every three months. I don't really have many memories with my dad when I was young, actually, which is a bit sad. And then my mom was working a lot. So mm -hmm. my memory of my childhood in Taiwan was mostly with my grandma and my aunt. And then, yeah, they encouraged me a lot to do things and they took us out a lot. So I actually had a conversation with my aunt the other day and I asked her, how did you guys raise me? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, they just tried to take us out as much as possible, engage with nature, try new things or play with things. But my family is always really conscious on manners, so manners, self-awareness, self like dependence and reliance, I guess. So for example, if I go on the swings, they'll ask us to say how many reps we think we should do instead of them <laughs> telling us how long we can stay on there for. Mm -hmm. So it's more like for us to think for ourselves. Um, my family is actually very low key kept to self family. Like we only interact with people when we need to. Like mm. we don't interact with people. Very mysterious. Like when we do interact with people, my family is really good at it. But then we don't mm. really interact with people. We don't like interaction. Interesting. That's my family. Yeah, that's pretty much it for families. But tying in with childhood, maybe we could choose certain traits that we think have been impacted by childhood experiences the most would that be easier for us to talk about i think or so not? like the overlapping traits we have common ones. Yeah, common yeah yeah so overthinking slash being very careful or paranoid about things i asked my mom some questions and she said i was a very timid kid mm, i was the same yeah so they didn't really need to punish me that much as a kid Wait, I'm going off the topic. Yeah, yeah, I overthink a lot because I'm very timid. I'm scared to do something wrong. So I just think too much and like be careful all the time. It's highly debated, right? 
nature versus nurture. We are not getting into it today. It's, it's way too、one. much. But in my opinion, at least, everyone when they were born、um, has a set of temperament that they have. It's like a set of traits that they intrinsically. Possess. So maybe timid is one of yours. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like when I was born, my mom said I was the loudest crier in the、mm-hmm. hospital. When I was in kindergarten, I cried almost every day because I was just scared of foreign environments and strangers.、Mm. And I would just glue to my mom's leg and not let go. I was a really timid and grumpy child. I think I would never smile. Do you think anything from your childhood or any traits that your parents possess that contributed to the overthinking factor even more? I think my mom, my mom's overthinking.、Mm. Yeah, she she definitely thinks a lot. Remember when we were recording the episode about us getting COVID? I didn't tell her that I got COVID because I knew she would overthink and get too nervous.、Mm. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes she still messages me because previously、mm. I told her that my ear was blocked, and、Oops. it happens to me like every once、mm. in a while. When I told her, she was like,、oh, "Okay." And then, like after two days, she was like, "Cassie, don't do this, don't do that." Blah blah. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not stupid. I know. I I I have blocked ears like every once in a while, so I know what to do." Mm. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Overthinking. Hmm. Why do people overthink? Is it fear of consequence? What makes me do it? I think discipline was just too successful on me as a child. Probably, I've also always been a really timid person. Like even from like kindergarten, I was kindergarten, kin-、oh, whatever. <laughs> I was always the kid who stayed inside to do jigsaw puzzles at like break time because I was just scared of everything. <laughs> But yeah, I've always been <laughs> very afraid of authority, which still plagues me to this day. Me too. Were you like yelled at as a kid? Because I think usually it's through conditioning that you feel that way. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I remember this time I said the word heck,、mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mum screamed at me,、oh、and it just—I don't know. I can't live it down. It just—I think about it to this day. I didn't realize it was that bad of a word. <laughs> well, my mum was just cooking chicken livers in the kitchen, and I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know it was a bad word, and I cried, and it was just. <laughs> are your parents really scary when they are shout? My dad is terrifying when he shouts. Does he yell at you a lot? It's not a frequent thing, I don't think.、Mm. But when they do get mad, you can't get out of it without tears.、Mm. And especially like, there's no time where my parents aren't right, so there's、mm. no way you win. So the way that they express themselves is that their opinions are. Supposedly more right. Yes. And if you say something that's different from them, or something that's completely the opposite from them, then they show disapproval.、Mm, yes, definitely.、And、they're very petty about it as well. I think we found the root then. <laughs> well, there it is. Did you say your family treats you as? Oh my god! I feel like I'm therapizing. Therapizing me right now. <laughs>、um, did you Did you say that your family treats you as the family baby? Me. Uh, do, are they overprotective of you? Yes, I think、Incredibly. it might relate to it as well, like the overthinking and worrying and anxiety, because your parents are so overprotective of you.、Mm. You feel like you're not in full control, maybe, and then maybe that's that would make partly、sense. why you feel anxious and you feel like you're not competent enough to perform certain things. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. They don't think I'm competent. I don't think I'm competent. Following that,、mm-hmm. and also I think my mom has a hereditary way 
she's very anxiety induced mm. and like my sister has also gotten that from that so i'm pretty yeah. sure that follows our bloodline as well i see damn what about you um i feel like my overthinking nature is not from them yelling at me although like it contributes to my other traits which maybe we'll get through it later but i think my overthinking slash paranoid slash careful nature comes from them being paranoid themselves mm. because they're yeah, always so careful with every single thing and they warn us the dangers of all possible s- situations out there in the real world cruel harsh world they have warned us at least eight times before coming abroad about like oh if you go to parties don't ever leave your drink someone can spike you or don't ever take anything from another person someone might put drugs in you like (laughs) you have to be careful of the drugs that out there because it's more prevalent and with like covid oh my god you you think i'm careful i am careful but they're just paranoid i can imagine so that's why I'm so careful and that's why I didn't tell them that I got COVID in the first place because my mom would literally not sleep for days. My mom is, I would say, hereditarily an anxious and overthinking Mm -hmm. person as well, passes down from my grandma, in my opinion. So I think that has passed down to me in a slightly genetic way. So I've always been an overthinking kid. Mm -hmm. They're also really overprotective of me and my standards. I just think that they're so careful all the time, and especially me as a girl, they have double standards, which is Mm, fair enough. Like They don't want anything bad to happen to me. But for example, they're very, very clear and distinct on segregating me and the opposite sex so from a young age except for my brother like i i shared a room with him but even with my dad i don't have a memory of sleeping with my dad and mom together oh you mentioned that before i was like oh that's odd because no Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever like stayed in the same bed maybe it's just my memory going wrong but it's just that they're very very protective and that's where my worrying comes from i think yeah I think a lot of the overthinking and worrying about another person's perception of me. I think they're always really conscious about how we present ourselves in front of people, as in like our appearance, our mannerisms. So I think that kind of translates to this trait as well. Mm. Yeah, how you present people is a very taught thing. My parents like to compare me with other people. Something that she likes to do or both of my parents like to do is to compare to their childhood when they didn't have enough resources or compare to other children that aren't living in a really as good as a condition as we are. And they would be like, look at them. Like their child goes to this school because they work so hard. Their parents don't even have time to take care of them. They are um, running their own restaurant, but they still manage to get to this school. And it just makes me feel so bad, like myself. I feel like yeah. that really contributes to my low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it might be an Asian thing too. They really like to compare. Comparing, yeah. yeah. I'm quite glad that my family never did that. Oh, so lucky. Like, they're really, as I said, really encouraging. And I think my family, they don't care about taking things the unconventional way, especially my dad. Like he... I think I've said it in the previous podcast before. 
when I, when we were in primary school, he has explicitly said to us that、uh, if you don't like studying, if you don't like to learn at school, tell me. Then I will not force you to stay at school. We'll like find、mm-hmm. something that you like or find something that you're good at together, and we can go from there. We don't have to. Be like anyone. That is just so swag. So nice. I would literally cry <laughs> if someone tells me that. <laughs> Superior parenting. So I guess to segue, that kind of relates to maybe how I am. Like that's why I hate conformity. I don't like to follow trends, and I don't mind doing things differently from other people. That comes from my dad and my family's education. I think. Ah,、oh, that would be nice to not care. Yeah. Is that it for overthinking, worrying? Have we found the root? I think for me, it's just my mom. There's quite a few roots ones there. Was but yeah, it wasn't there. What's another common trait that we all have? Introversion. Introversion is probably nature, right?、Mm. I don't know. I did a bit of research on that. Oh, what did I see? I saw that it was mostly nature. I'm not sure if this is、um, certain or anything. This is just what I read. Genetically, you receive. You receive. There's a set point range. Of introvertedness that you inherit, and you can either behave at the top end of it or the bottom end of it. And like people who have the same range of introvertedness can appear very differently due to which end they、mm. perform at. So the point, the point. <laughs> tell me if I'm not making sense. The point at which you behave on this range that you're given is what's affected by upbringing. So, like, if you get as a child enough positive experiences with social time, you'll enjoy pushing the top of your range and behaving in more of a social way. Whereas a person who has negative experiences as a child,、mm. they'll become more reclusive and quieter.、Mm. That's very interesting. I feel like at the end of the day, raising a kid or like development is down to either positive or negative reinforcement. Yeah. Like reward and punishment. We are just animals, aren't we? We are, yeah. Intrinsically, we are just animals like that.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like、um, conversely to like punishing socialness, rewarding being quiet also、mm. will make you behave that、yeah. way. Because I think that's how it was for me. Because I was like the golden child for being well behaved and being keeping to myself and all that. You're so mature. You're so well mannered. Yeah. And now I behave like a dog. I will obey everyone. <laughs>、oh, don't obey me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's the only route to your introversion? No, probably not the only one, but it's maybe one I can think of. I guess I might have had the same thing as being the younger sister, as copying my sister, and being told off for being loud, and people making me embarrassed of the things I like, so I don't like sharing things. Ah, okay. I can't recall much. Yeah, my mom said that because since I was the first child, she would want me to do what she, she would want me to do things the way that she wants me to do them. And I guess if I didn't go her way, she would be like, "No, Cassie, do it this way." Maybe that's、uh, why. What about you guys? Me. Um. In terms of like introversion, extroversion, I feel like I've always been quite extroverted as a kid. Because they let us explore and experiment, and、um, my social interactions with other kids have always been quite good, in my opinion. Like I got along. I don't know. I think it could just be school experiences that made me a bit more introvert leaning. 
Can't really recall though. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it yeah. for that. I think I mentioned something that could segue into another trait. You know how like I keep saying that my family is really encouraging. Okay, it's of course a really, really, really good thing. Like they're encouraging. They never physically punish us and stuff. But then I feel like it can be bad as well. On the flip side, so on the good side, I feel slightly more confident in like carrying out tasks or things I do. But then、mm-hmm. on the other side, because I got those rewards. Like encouragements as rewards, so much I would crave for it more. And、mm. if they punish me or if they're disappointed in me, it just feels a hundred times worse than it actually is. And then I magnify it in my brain. And then in turn, I'm like, oh no, I cannot do that. Or like, oh no, I cannot confront them, or else they'll be disappointed in me. I will get punished. So. My craving for that encouragement and validation in the way makes me not confrontational, and it makes it really hard for me to express my anger or emotion、uh, or just like negative emotions towards, especially my family. Yeah, that's that's my point about encouragement. It's good and bad.、Mm. Yeah, I feel like I did not relate to that at all. <laughs> I feel like.、Um, For me, disappointing my parents feels like nothing, because they've never like rewarded or been like proud of me for things. So while I've disappointed them, it's not that different to usual, you know. Not that I do disappoint them, because I'm scared of doing things wrong, so I don't do things that are bad. My parents also don't really reward us. They're just like, "Oh, good, good for you, Cassie." I mean, they are happy for it,、mm-hmm. but they don't express it as obviously. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. I'm proud of you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Do you guys think you have other traits that have been affected by our childhood the most? Um, um, I think mine were mostly covered. And then one of my main ones I wrote it was it's not really a trait, but it's one of the things I can see so clearly from my childhood、mm. is my eating habits. And relationship with food and body, because、um, my parents are body shamers, no, unforgivably, and I think it comes from their own insecurity, obviously with themselves. And my dad would always do this thing. I like snacking, very common fact, but I obviously do it in private a lot of the time, as mentioned previously, because my dad would always do this thing where whenever I was eating something. As a child, he would come in and be like, "Caught you," as if I've done something bad or if it's a bad、mm. thing to be eating. So I don't know that leads to me eating alone and like secretive binging and all that. And then obviously, I was a bit chunky and chubby, and I got called a fat ass half the time. And yeah, it's just this image thing doesn't go very well from that. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Hate is a strong word, but I just don't like it when people. Shame each other about their bodies because that you can hate that. <laughs> okay, I hate it. I hate it. My family does it too, out of their own insecurity as well. It has affected me less so on relationship with food, but more so on being active. I think I'm a really、yeah. active person. I、mm-hmm. work out, and initially when I worked out, it was because of body image issues. 
like I want it to look a certain way because my family will always say to themselves like ah they look fat or ah I just gained one kg oh no I'm so oh god so specific yeah for me my parents didn't really comment on my body but it was other people who commented on my body people in Taiwan they were like oh you're too skinny you have to eat more I hated wearing t-shirts to show my arms because it would show that I'm skinny and then one time I was wearing a t-shirt and then teacher was like oh I didn't realize you were so thin mm. you're so skinny I'm like, shut the fuck up like uh, why do <laughs> like my, my long yeah. sleeve is just wa- in, in, in the wash like I can't wear it today yeah just shut the fuck up already yeah and I think that's why I don't like standing out because people have pointed out that I'm different yeah I see. I feel like we say a lot of the bad things that have been affected. Can we say some good things, please? Yeah, sorry. I feel like I slagged off my parents a bit too much. Yeah. They raised me well, mostly. I'm thankful for the nurturing they gave me. What What traits do you think were inherited from your childhood? Can't think of anything. <laughs> well, I imagine thinking of something good. Immediate disaster. I feel, I feel like we've been through this before. I can't think of any. <laughs> for me, I guess it's like the straightforward like solving things for my own good but i don't know where i got that my dad maybe mm-hmm. but i also listen to a lot of podcasts so i listen to advices <laughs> yes mm. is discipline a good one because i'm very disciplined Ooh, yes yes yeah. i'll take that from yeah. being taught manners as a child though i do eat food off the floor and everyone thinks that's disgusting but <laughs> i'm also disciplined that's good what are you alice anything um, I guess because they let us explore a lot, so creativity, yeah, and like experimental That's nature. Definitely a good one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel. Uh, I, I feel like I'm brag. I hate it's saying hard. like good things. No, it's know? good. Tell us. Yeah, everything good. I think that's it in a nutshell in terms of good things. Mm-hmm. I guess also manners. They said they emphasized on manners and behaviors a lot i would like to think i have good manners i would like to think that too hopefully people think i'm polite hopefully thinking back my mom used to say like so before we receive something she would always be like what's the magic word and we're like pretty please (laughs) yeah i don't know whether same or whether i'm just remembering childhood cartoon tv shows (laughs) maybe thank you thank you for some reason, I find it really hard to say thank you now. And then I get embarrassed for some reason. Weird. Oh, you know, as a child, I found it hard to say sorry. Huh. Oh, I'm yeah. very bad at saying sorry. And now I'm, I still struggle with it. I have to force it out. Yeah. Really? So, I wish. I, I wish I could not apologize so much. Oh. It's fun. Then know each other a bit of sorry. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I struggle a lot with saying thank you to my family. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Why is that? I can't do that either. Like to other people, I'm fine. But to my family, yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wish I could just say thank you more with ease. Yeah. I say thank you way too much. If it's in public, yeah. Like, I'll say thank you to the same waiter like 12 times yeah, in the same sitting. No, to people <laughs> outside of my family, I can definitely but it's say just family, yeah. so easily. I think it's the same with affection. I think I think it I, is. Yeah. I, I think my brain associates saying thank you to saying 
love you. So my brain refuses. In scenario statements, I'm thinking of like receiving a gift and saying thank mm. you. And like, I can't say thank you for some reason. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to say more thank yous to my family though. Yeah. Gotta be grateful. Oh yeah, I could never say sorry for some reason. I seem to have no manners to my family. Yeah, I think I, I think I know why. I think I just refuse to believe that I was wrong. Oh. I'm just like, I, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I wish I could be like you. Because I uh, always think I'm wrong. No, but I was wrong. <laughs> I just back down, I guess. I pussy out situations. Oh yeah, me too, me, me too, yeah. I feel like I blame a lot of things to myself. Oh. That's why I say sorry to people so much. I hate to be a burden and I hate making things inconvenient for people. And I take things too personally, even though I try not to. Damn. Yeah, I think as a dependent person, I'm used to being a burden on people. So I just kind of forget that it's there. <laughs> Could it be a first child thingy? Maybe, yeah. Because as the younger one, I've always been dependent. Yeah. Yeah, we talked a yeah, lot. Yeah, we talked a lot. I still feel like I didn't make any of the points I intended to. I don't know. Mm. I hope we covered most of the stuff. <laughs> I feel like it was still only surface level. I know. It's mm. hard, though. I don't, it's I just... so hard to get into childhood like this because there's so much to talk about. It's not just family. It's also school. And also, I don't remember shit. <laughs> I just forget. Yeah, it's just gone. I mean, I feel like we have gone relatively in-depth for a podcast, though. But if we feel like we need to go more, we could talk more in another episode. Yeah. So I want to say in general, I'm very thankful for my privilege upbringing. So thankful. Yeah, I'm very thankful that um, my mom is a homemaker. She, take care, she takes care of us 24-7. I'm really, really, really grateful for all the, uh, for my childhood. I really think I had a an amazing childhood like with my aunt with my grandma and then with my parents and my brother but then being 21 fucking years old <laughs> i i don't know i wish i could just tell them not to worry so much about me and my brother yeah I, I just wish they could take care of themselves more and do things more for themselves instead of for us i think now they're doing it more because both my brother and i are abroad but then back then i just wish Especially on my with my mom, I wish she could have not taken care of us that much, you know, because mm -hmm. she she was a homemaker as well. She didn't work after we went to Guangzhou, and then she just took care of us the entire time till we graduated. And I feel like she sacrificed so much, and she could have done so. She could have explored a lot. She could have had hobby uh, <laughs> had hobbies, done <laughs> <laughs> more things. The more things that she's interested in, it sounds so bad. But I feel like because she's been so used to doing things for us, she has lost the ability to think for herself and like lost the ability to think of what she's into or what she likes. And I wish she could just not take care of us that much, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that's the same for my mom. Because she basically was a homemaker after... Um, marrying my dad and after having me and she hasn't done anything for herself either so i think she also like lost her ability to know what's important for her yeah yes yeah in general we're all really happy that we got the childhood that we had really grateful mm -hmm. thanks 
parents, thanks, family, thanks for everything. <laughs> Even though, of course, we kind of shit talked about some things in here. <laughs> sorry, we slagged you off. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry to any psychologists out there if we did shit on analysis. We don't know what we're on about, but <laughs> it was an attempt. <laughs> oh yeah, therapizes. But yeah, anyways, this has been a really insightful conversation, in my opinion. We analyzed a lot into our childhoods, and we feel like we haven't covered everything. So, if listeners, you guys feel like you want to hear more, tell us, and we might revisit this topic in the future. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and thank you guys for listening. Bye. 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 If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends and family. You can find us on all listening platforms, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Better Lake Podcast to stay updated. Thank you guys for sticking around, and we hope to see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.